My name is Panos. My name is Sebastian. Welcome back to Curiosity. So we did an episode uh, about Interstellar, hmm. and uh, we were really, really excited to have Francis in here, uh, but it went a little long. <laughs> we were so excited, we we rambled a little too long. Uh, rambled enough, I think, to be honest. Perhaps. Anyways, uh, so here is part two. Part two. Of Interstellar. Now that we have a, a general idea of, well gravity general relativity mm. i think we can try and address uh black holes black holes um, because black holes really they need all of these general principles to be able to address them right uh so black hole is basically a very very dense a lot of dense mass okay. uh, so that's a lot of mass in a very very small area uh, and because of that because of the um shift in the space-time Continuum. Continuum. No, no, no. no. Space-time um, fabric. Space-time space fabric, sure, yeah. thank you. Uh, because it has a large mass and a small volume, it actually brings everything towards it. So much mm. so that no no mass and no light can actually get out of it. And it's called a black hole because no light can get out of it. Mm, just imagine your cannonball was way too heavy and just how much that would stretch the fabric of that trampoline. Right. For a black hole, that, that is the, the heaviest, craziest, stupidest uh, cannonball you've ever seen. And, and the dip goes all the way to the center of the Earth. So it's just an, am an amazing uh, funnel shape. That's what the black hole is. Mm -hmm. And all I can think about, sorry, is, uh, is from Futurama. Okay. When the little alien thing, when he, when he takes poops and no one could lift it up. I don't know if you guys remember watching Futurama. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, it is You're hilarious. It's like this little little rock that no one can actually physically pick up. And it's because it's of so the density. Dense. Is, uh, yeah. I like it. That's mm. a, it's a science joke right there. Uh, so obviously the, the question is, how do black holes arise? How, how do they form? And so stars have uh, like a perfect balance of, of opposing forces. So they have the, the inward pressure of gravity. So they're so very large that gravity is so very strong. And it's, it's constantly trying to collapse the star. And then they have an outward pressure that it's emissi uh, that's emitting uh, radiation. So, so at the core, there's millions of, of tons of hydrogen that are being converted into helium because there's, you know, there's fission going on. So obviously, we benefit from that, that the masses amount of energy that are released from the sun every day. Uh, especially live in on the equator, not in Canada, where we are. Thank you. Hey, it's summer. <laughs> and... This process is, is an exothermic reaction, and, it, and it's just releasing energy constantly. And the star will consume the last bit of its hydrogen, and then it'll switch to stockpiles of helium, uh, and then eventually it'll go to silicon. Uh, carbon, in the case of our sun. Say. Sorry, in the case of our sun. Yes, sorry, in the case of our sun, because it's actually a lot smaller, it kind of obeys through different, uh, different rules. So if in, in the case of black holes... Uh, the the much larger stars uh, will go through they'll go through uh, hydrogen helium and then they go th down the the periodic table so to go through silicon aluminum potassium and all the way to iron and then there's no more energy to be produced and you get this implosion because gravity wins hmm. and so all the mass that was once about so about five times the size of our current sun is uh, implodes in what one I suppose can call a singularity. So if anyone's seen Star Trek, is that, am I right? You can correct. You're me, right, but there's a couple of steps in between. Okay. Before it gets to that singularity. Okay, I've um, gone too quickly. Go ahead. All right. So that uh, that star, right. about five or ten or more solar masses, the masses of the sun, say. Sure. Uh, 
uh, it'll reach the iron uh, stage where it can't really pr make energy out of uh, uh, playing with iron. Sure. Right? It stops uh, outputting energy to fight your, okay. your gravity pressure, okay, okay. gravity force. So it collapses and right. it makes... We'll skip a couple of steps. It, it goes into a supernova, the okay. uh, giant galactic fireworks. The right. really beautiful things that you can actually see today with telescopes. And we've observed those, yeah. All the oh, time, yeah. Right. Uh, they've been observed uh, throughout history. Okay. So in the year 1000 or, uh, what was it, Tycho in the uh, 1600s, notice a star that wasn't there before. Right. Put a telescope and you see, oh, this is actually a supernova. Mm. Okay, cool. So you see these things, and if they're close enough, well, they, they can uh, outshine the sun mm -hmm. or out the night becomes day. All right, right. You could sure. read newspapers outside just by the light of it. Sure. Hmm. Anyway, uh, skipping ahead, yeah. supernova leaves behind a remnant, okay. the core of the star. Right. Right. This hot, dense object. In the case of a supermassive star, it'll make a neutron star, which is uh, just a big bunch of neutrons tightly packed together they don't like to be tightly packed together okay right? but the through the force of the gravity of something extremely dense on itself it, it right it compacts there and uh, it spins really fast cool if the star was massive enough yeah. then there's more mass and even the uh, how much the neutrons don't like each other is not enough to okay. repel a further collapse cool and that's when the black hole happens okay so do you have if you could like mentally give our audience uh, the size, so let's say we're talking in this case maybe five times the size of the sun, how how much does it shrink? Okay, well, I'll give you an idea of size. Yeah. Um, if you were to take the Earth and you wanted to make a black hole out of it, okay, all you would need to do is compact it, collapse it, right? take the same amount of mass and shrink it to a smaller volume. Okay. There's a formula, and it, it shows that the size would have to be the size of a tennis ball. Huh. Cool. So you have to try and fit all of the weight of the earth. Of the earth. You've got into the, the whole size world <laughs> in your no, nothing. No, oh, it's <laughs> that was good. It in was a good tennis one. ball. Was it going in there? The okay. Hand, you got the okay. Yeah, if you had done it to a tennis ball, yeah, if you let you go I there. <laughs> um but just imagine trying to fit all of the earth, all of the everything, all of the weight of the earth in the size of a tennis ball. Mm. And that'll have consequences um to do with uh the gravitational pull. Mm. Um, because you have the same mass, but you have it in this much smaller radius, right. and that'll um, that'll affect how much it's pulling. Yeah, towards the density it. is going to be a lot higher. Much if yeah. the volume is smaller. so gravity is crazy at that point. So gravity is is kind of nuts it's at that point, be, and, yeah. and that is where black holes arise from. So the mm. so the gravity is so great that even light traveling at its speed can escape it, That's and so right. it looks black. Exactly. Yeah. That's well, why it looks absent of light. Okay. Now, well, to be more <laughs> technical, uh, there is also the fact that it curves light coming from other sources. Yeah. So you might not even see a black spot. You might just see a double or triple image of what's behind. So cool. things like uh, Einstein's cross, which aren't necessarily from a black hole, is an an effect of light curving around the what's, massive What's object. Einstein's cross? I'm, oh. not, I'm not familiar with this. Okay, really? anyone yeah. look this up on Google. Throw it's it's picture, one of yeah. the beautiful proofs that uh, Einstein was right. You okay. know, a hundred years later after his theory, sure. we, we start seeing these things now that we have technology. Okay. So we've got an image of um, a cross in space, and we call it a uh, Einstein's cross, which is four 
blue beautiful dots in a cross. Okay. Okay. And they are the they are essentially the same object behind another massive object. Huh. Picture uh you're you're standing in front of your friend and then you put an apple between you, all right? Okay. You will see the head of your friend up uh below up left and right okay. of that apple okay. as an if as a consequence of light curving around that oh, apple. Oh, I see. Okay. That is creepy. I like so it. We'll, we'll see if we can find a good thing yeah, to we, post we'll up we'll on Twitter. Yeah, we'll put this on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, pretty famous. Einstein's cross. And there's other examples where we see this Is it a per, sorry, by cross it's is it like a plus sign or a cross? It's a plus okay, sign. Okay, it's a plus yeah. sign. But, okay. but more like a cross. One of them is a little bit it lower. Wants them, oh, yeah, okay. It's cool. not perfectly in the center. Ah, yeah. okay. It's okay. not just a Einstein's plus sign. <laughs> <laughs> just, it doesn't, doesn't sound as ring. good. Einstein's plus. It's oh, good. Einstein's <laughs> plus. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there are also uh, there are black holes. Right. Uh, there's also white holes. White holes. White holes, which are okay. the exact opposite of a black hole, and it's completely theoretical. Okay. Um, Einstein did say that these did exist, and so far the equations say that it is it, possible. It could, I suppose. But we haven't really observed them either. Okay. Um, but white holes, instead of taking in the light, taking in the particles, they're completely... They're shooting you know, out. They're shooting them out. Uh, and this is a little bit dicey, uh, just because it, uh, the law of thermodynamics says that you need to increase net entropy. So increase the chaos okay but this decreases it so it's one of these things that's theoretical and and einstein he he did have a couple of of uh of equations that are able to explain it but really it's not we we haven't seen it yet and it it's one of these things that i just thought was interesting that there was a white hole as well okay yeah so on the on the kind of the the theme of potential observations uh wormholes i don't know if you ever heard of them they are, or they're proposed to be these kinds of, uh, these portals uh, into time travel. I've, obviously, you, if, you've, if you're a Star Trek fan or any other, well, there should be no other fan, just Star Trek fans. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> quiet, quiet. Uh, um, you can't see this, but Sebastian has given us the big uh, v, V-shaped. The uh, V-shaped. Quiet. <laughs> Pronounced. Um, so, yeah, so a, a wormhole, I'm, I'm going to give my basic understanding of it, and then you can correct me when I'm wrong, uh, Francis, is essentially the fabric of space uh, at two points kind of being folded onto one another in a sense. So imagine, uh, I know it's hard to, to conceptualize because we think of space as space, but it is, like we were saying before, uh, fabric. And so let's say we were to take that trampoline example and or maybe two trampoline examples where there is a, a warping of fabric that those two points would come together, but you're actually traveling much further than just the distance between those two points. So that's why, in a sense, you're, you're kind of we're giving off the impression that you're time traveling or you're, you're going through Space traveling? Space like a, traveling, a right. Shortcut to a, a, a shortcut through large, vast masses of space so it's but without really going that far. You're kind of taking yeah, like a shortcut. It's a portal. It's a shortcut, yeah. So it's kind of like jumping on one trampoline and then like traveling and, and jumping on another one in a completely different country. Somehow. Uh, yeah. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, I guess, it's like yeah. jumping and then you like move two meters and all of a sudden you've gone from Canada to China. Yeah. You've Actually, I'd like to jump in just because I was in Australia. So let's say... There's a trampoline just outside the studio. Okay. And you're jumping on it. Right. right? And you just had a pizza clock. So you're extremely <laughs> Yes, heavy. the pizza clock is coming back. <laughs> so you're really heavy and you're creating this massive dip. 
right. in the the fabric of that trampoline. Okay. So massive, in fact, that it, it pulls down all the way to the center of the earth. Amazing. Okay. Hmm. Now, nice. I'll do the same thing, in but Australia. I'll eat, uh, well, pick a food. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's go with pasta. We'll go Italian. <laughs> okay, okay. I was going to say, like, okay, bowl a of pasta. Grapefruit. No, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, or, or something uh, kangaroo-based, whatever. Okay, oh, okay, so yes. Okay, I mean, they, sorry, they eat kangaroo. Say a meat pie, all right? That's a kind of pie. what they Thank do. Um, and I'm on another trampoline, right? Directly opposite of you. Amazing. And it kind of works out. Canada and Australia—they're not far from the diametrical opposites, right? right? China. And I create Australia. a dip, okay. and it's also super big, and it goes all the way to the center of the earth. Right. Well, the the wormhole might be uh, when those two, uh, when our feet connect Touch. through cool. that dip, okay. those those uh, funnel shapes connect. Okay. That creates a tunnel from Australia. To Canada, you could travel cool. quicker than if you had to go all the way around, around the circumference. Right, That's and I think this is a good spot to start talking about the movie, the Interstellar. I mean, because oh, this so now we have, yeah, we have all the the basic knowledge. Let's yeah. let's try and let's start bombarding Francis with okay. questions. So I guess the first question, since we're on wormholes, is they traveled a really far distance through a wormhole. Correct. Um, so we said that the wormholes are a little bit theoretical, but. What kind of evidence do we have that that could happen? Very little. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> I'd say the theory goes um, quite in the other direction. So okay. uh, the theory on uh, wormholes is that they, they are a consequence of general relativity. They theoretically exist. They could, but they might be very small, and they might come in and out of existi existence really quickly. Okay. Uh, uh, too fast and for for travel across them to be uh, any practical uh, do means we, of transportation. Do we do we have any uh, hypotheses as to how they even form? So I mean, black holes. We 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 have a theory. We kind of understand. Obviously, we're talking about the supernovas and the gravity and blah 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 blah. How would a wormhole form? Do we have any ideas? Well, at all? like we said, you know, uh, pizza clock and and some pasta across two different areas. Uh, massive black holes forming in two different regions. Okay, and the funnel shapes. Uh, connecting oh, okay. in the uh, so is it a, is an dimension. actual connection of black holes? Yeah, of the of the singularities of black holes Whoa. touching. The problem is, um, it's extremely unstable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And according to theory, as soon as you try and pass even photons, light, uh, let alone a spaceship through yeah. it, okay, it, it seems to not like it, and it closes. And and Ooh. Bob is your uncle. You're dead. Not <laughs> only that, I would imagine they're really hard to predict to predict where they're going to be, oh, well, where they are. Right? You know, yeah, you like, just yeah. There's no way of going. Okay, I'm gonna travel to this far off land. Yeah, let me just jump on the uh, yeah the wormhole highway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that was one thing that I f I feel like they tried to. However, in the movie they. They seem to to imply that it was a, a manufactured wormhole, right? And, okay. and we do have some um, funky theories on how that could that could uh, be done. Okay. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, it relies on uh, material that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's called exotic matter. So Ooh. we've been ta talking about gravity here and okay. uh, saying that uh, it's an attraction between masses. Okay. Exotic matter would uh, would be the opposite. It would repel mass. Okay. 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 Kind of like two electrons repel each other, or, or two positive charges, you or, know, a two bad date. or a bad date. Or a bad. Nice. Um, exotic matter would uh, repel, right? So if a lot of exotic matter inside the wormhole, it could keep the tunnel from collapsing. Okay. All right. 
So how but how do you create that wormhole from a distance? Because we were talking about two wormholes colliding and forming, but obviously the distances between those wormholes would be crazy far. Yeah, two uh, galaxies apart. Sure, exactly. So if you were to fabricate such a wormhole, you would need to create two independent black holes to connect to form that. How do you form black hole B? I mean, A is in front of you. B should be on the other side of the galaxy. How do you do that? I no pressure. Go ahead. Okay. I think you, <laughs> maybe you got me. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. That's a really good question. And we gotta How do you create a black hole in the first place? And keep in mind, uh, in that movie, one of the premises is humans later in the future right. uh, have found a way to uh, manipulate gravity. Right. Okay. So they send right. signals through gravitational waves. Cool. Yeah. And and they uh they seem to build this tesseract in, in four or five oh dimensions yeah, the to save with time. They cool. they they're able to do things that maybe we can't conceive at the moment. Okay, cool. Okay. That's um, yeah. That's a good answer. I like that. That's okay. a great <laughs> answer. Uh the other one that kinda screwed me up is is uh this is kind of a spoiler. I'll admit that right now. So if you <laughs> to have be not fair, seen you movie, should you should be listening <laughs> to this. <laughs> yeah. Some people haven't. Okay. Um is is the whole concept of time travel. Right. Um and time dilation. So there's it okay. happens in a couple portions of the movie. Okay. Uh at the very end of the movie, uh they go into some sort of dimension where you can manipulate time and mm, okay. you find out that it's actually um the main character is giving uh giving news to right, his daughter yes he's kind of going in back past. in time yeah, transmitting yeah. information yeah um and that kind of made me start wondering about uh dimensions because okay. they kind of vaguely go into like this is the fifth dimension and somehow and I, I I know that in physics there are uh, various amounts. There's like a, a number of, of dimensions that they say there are. Depending on the theory that you're following sure. or that you're comfortable with. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm comfortable with one. Okay. So I guess the first thing is, uh, is time travel uh, possible? And, okay. if and what does that even mean? And if it's not possible... Mm-hmm. Um, why why they need a fifth dimension i think is kind of the, the, okay. the question that i had because i, I didn't really understand that right okay so the, how do, yeah so is right. it possible to go back in time or is it well yeah explain it to sure. us what could happen i'm going to reframe the question a little bit but i okay. will touch <laughs> on the topic sure. okay great um here's a little story so my first uh, month in australia i meet my supervisor who is a uh, an expert in general relativity and gravitational waves uh, dr david blair and uh Shout out. Uh, what, what? <laughs> what, what? <laughs> and we're, we're talking about uh, general relativity, uh, talking about the speed of light. And in the discussion, we get to a point where we talk about how you could see dinosaurs, All right, how you could time travel. You go okay. back in time. And, and what it is, is if you could use a spaceship to go faster than the speed of light outwards and okay. look back on the Earth with a right. ridiculously super powerful telescope, mm-hmm. okay. you could see early versions of the earth because the light leaving the earth well you're going faster than the light leaving the earth right so as far back as you go you you, you're going back in time in that way so but but the event has happened happened yep so you're you're looking at it so you can visualize the past but you can't modify and and of course you can't go faster than the speed of light and right okay right enough to so it's kind of like how we can see supernova activity but mm. ha- that has already passed, and it's mm. because it's further than uh, than light has. Anything has passed. you look at in mm. the sky is the past. Absolutely. Yeah, so, it's, so it's kind of the same thing, word, except word, for you've yeah. just gone way farther. Yeah. Um, and every and time you look at a star, it it is millions and millions of years old. So you're mm. 
you've got your your special telescope into the past. Just look up. Yeah, <laughs> if you could get to a location which is much farther than light has traveled in that time, right? You could go and check out dinosaurs. Cool. But you couldn't affect the past. But you couldn't. By that you logic. couldn't. No, you no. couldn't. Okay. Uh, and that's, so that's where that movie plays with uh, another concept. Okay. And that is, um, hmm, you need five dimensions to be able to move around in that time dimension, the fourth dimension. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> oh, I, I, hey, I got it. You got it? I, I got, got it. it. Yeah. it. It's equivalent to an ant uh, moving on a table, all right? Okay. According to the ant, it's pretty much on a flat table, and that's the end of the universe. That's, I mean, that's the entirety of the universe. It's a flat, two-dimensional space. It's only you looking up from above that can, you know, move the table up and down, play with that third dimension okay. that the ant's not even aware of. Okay. Right, so... You expand that to, okay, we think the world is a three-dimensional universe. Right. We're actually in four dimensions. We just can't see it. You got to add time. Okay. And if you go to a higher dimension, then all of a sudden that becomes... That time becomes... A coordinate that or, or a, a dimension that you can play with. Okay. And that's that's what the Tesseract is, the, the, build, the, the thing they built at the center of the black hole. Okay. Okay. So basically the concept is, is um, you have to go one dimension out. You have to t basically take yourself out of whatever dimensions you're in to mm -hmm. be able to manipulate it. No so problem. That's why they need a fifth dimension to be able to explain that. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I guess, yeah, I know. It's like, as you were explaining about uh, playing with the ant, you have to be outside of the ant's world to be able to play with it mm -hmm. and yeah. play with their... their um, now, cool. with respect to playing with it, so um, he was sending information to someone in the past, right, to his daughter. Yeah. Uh, the so way to do yeah. that was through uh, gravity or gravitational waves, and okay. they, they are, that's kind of a new topic in, in, uh, in science where we're uh, building these, uh, well, they're built already, these extremely expensive, super large laser interferometers uh, in, uh, in America, in, in India, in, uh, they want to build one in Australia. The, they're detectors for okay. these gravitational waves that okay. are... Well, what's a, what's a gravitational wave? Okay, yeah. good question. Yeah. So let's go back to the cannonball or the uh, yeah cannonball on a trampoline. Sure. Right. If you uh, if you throw the cannonball on a trampoline, yeah, Kay. it's going to create this uh, this uh, distortion. Dip, right? this, yep. Yeah. This warp. But it might bob up and down. All right. Okay. If you um, hmm. if you have two black holes or two cannonballs on a fabric, uh, okay. on the trampoline. Right? Yeah. All right. And they orbit each other. Say okay. They turn. Okay. There's an oscillation. Yeah. There's an oscillation, right. and, and it's it's much like a, a stone in a, in a pond. It creates ripples on that fabric. Okay. The space-time fabric. Okay. Those ripples, gravitational waves. Cool. Okay. So is it? Yeah. No, right. It's theoretical. Like uh, we, there we really think they exist, but uh, unfortunately, in the 50 years that uh, we've built those machines and been listening to them okay. uh, nothing so far so what is the machine recording the so uh, it's got a laser right you said it's a laser it's a laser interferometer okay. right okay so what is that what do, i don't know what that is all right yeah, so imagine either. an l-shaped okay okay uh the idea is that the gravitational waves as they pass uh as they get to the earth they will have a different uh, impact on one of the arms on one of the sides of the l than on the other one will actually be stretched and the other will be uh compacted uh Shorten, 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 shorten. Right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> squeezed, all right. Squeezed yeah. and, and elongated. Sure. And that oscillates; it, it goes opposite. And what okay. is that L made of? Sorry, what? Uh, what do we? Basically, a uh, super strong laser and two very expensive mirrors at the ends. Okay, so there's a stretching of of light. Of uh, 
of the space between. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. It warps space time. It warps space yeah. time, and the what? laser's detecting that stretching the laser or is, shrinking. Uh, the laser interferometer right. is uh, hopefully um, precise enough to measure the, the that small, small distance change. A very, very small distance change. Hmm. Okay, cool. Ridiculously. And in fact, it's the most precise uh, thing in the experiment world. in the world. And okay. it's not doing well so f- so far right don't <laughs> tell that to whoever's paying for it i know right um uh, so the, i guess the other point in uh in interesting time dilation yeah. is uh talking about how when he's traveling right uh, when they're when they're pl- on the on the planet yeah uh, and, what and planet was it, what was it called again miller's planet so miller's planet so the, one yeah, of the astronauts so would have been called miller uh, uh, okay <clears throat> right so every every hour on that planet was a year seven years sorry seven years sorry uh back on earth Mm-hmm. Uh, how is that? How okay. is that possible? Well, we talked about time dilation due to say uh, I'm reading the Game of Thrones book on a spaceship going really, really fast. Right. That's that's a special relativity. Right? Okay. General relativity um, has a similar effect, but due to gravity. Okay. So that was the satellite example. Yeah, the satellite example is because on Earth your clock on your watch uh, will run slower than up above further away from the earth okay. at a lower gravity point okay. uh, where it's going to run faster right right and so that's one of the effects of general relativity on miller's planet you're you're sitting awfully close to a supermassive black hole oh yeah so we should actually yeah we should explain what is actually going on in that scene okay uh, go ahead i mean just give because people i remember seeing it but i don't actually remember the, the fact that that planet was so close to a black okay. hole and so set the scene fine they've just went through uh, a wormhole that was near uh saturn okay okay back in our galaxy and in fact our solar system cool they get to uh, another galaxy and they look at a supermassive black hole gargantua which is <laughs> amazing name a Great name. giant giant black hole gargantua. about the size of the orbit of the earth so cool. if if it was in our solar system just imagine our sun swells up uh, close, very close to where we are on Earth, right? Okay. So it's looming it's in our night sky. It's ridiculous. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so they see this black hole and they see a planet up right there, just like Earth, uh, very close to that black hole. And they see other planets uh, in the distance and they decide they're going to go check out Miller's planet. Okay. Uh, but they're, they're aware, okay, there's general relativity. There's time dilation. Um, they, they need to factor in uh, how much time it's going to cost for people back on Earth. Cool. Uh, and um, the way it works is the stronger the gravity, uh, the slower time goes. In okay. fact, near the black hole at the uh, at the edge of a black hole, time stops altogether. Cool. Right? Complete stop. So it's actually uh, more so based on the distance, uh, the planet's distance from a black hole and the size of the black hole that dictates time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. No, that's exactly it. So, yeah. closer to the black hole, the gravity is felt stronger. Like the gravity is stronger. Mm-hmm. The slope of that space time is is larger. Okay. Yeah. So that's why um, one hour, which feels like an hour or two hours or three hours, mm-hmm. uh, on that planet, it feels it feels just normal. Right. But when you get back up, oh, a lot <laughs> more time has gone by, and the guy waiting in the spaceship is twenty seven year, twenty three years older, and right, so on and so forth. So you need yeah. to stay away from black holes if you want to come back and see your relatives still alive, and so on. And so and, okay. um, and so okay, so the force of that gravity, 
was then that affecting the the tidal wave that we saw in that movie? Yes, yes. Yeah, so, well, so what was that tidal wave? Okay, exactly. Well, or was it a wave or what? I don't know what. It, well, it's definitely a wave, okay. but it's uh, something called a, a bore, uh, a tidal bore. Tidal right? bore. Uh, let's let's take it step by step. Yeah, that's a bit this, of a yeah. complicated thing. So take your time. So close to a black hole that yeah. size, yeah. the uh, Miller's planet, which is filled with water. Um, would experience something called tidal locking really quickly. What is tidal locking? Just look at the moon. The fact that we see the face, the same face of the moon, the whole time. Right. That's tidal locking. Eventually, okay. uh, initially, the moon would have been spinning on itself, but through uh, coupling with the Earth gravity, mm -hmm. it eventually uh, became tidally locked. Cool. Right. And eventually, if you fast forward billions of years later the earth will become tidally locked as well to the moon and we'll be sort of looking at so each we won't other. So there won't be rotating anymore. You will be, uh, you'll see the moon always or never, right? Depending on okay. where you are on the sure. planet. Okay, huh. yeah. yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. So that's interesting. It's, really uh, it's cool. a coupling. Gargantua and Miller's planet, within a millisecond because of the gravity of uh, okay. the, super, the supermassive black hole, that planet became tidally locked with uh, the black hole. Okay. Right? So it's not a tidal wave. It's not uh, high tides and low tides because it's just not spinning. Right. What it is doing, however, is um, slight oscillations back and forth. Uh, so imagine a football, all right? Okay. One point of the football is aimed at the black hole and the other point is aimed uh, backwards. Okay. And now uh, the, the football is just slightly oscillating back and forth. Okay. So the water stays always pointed at the gargantua, but the solid parts of that planet move in and out of that giant wave. That's so cool. So it's it's a planetary remix is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's it's scratching. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so the water in itself is not moving. Everything else is. Yeah, right. And it's moving back and forth. So that wave they were seeing uh, is literally moving. I, I think it was every hour yep. it would pass by left and right, mm -hmm. left and right. Cool. Actually, so I have one last question on science. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a question that innately came to me and others when I started talking about us doing this podcast. Is what would happen if someone jumped into a black hole? Okay. Uh, well, could you do it? Could you survive? Could you? I, you could definitely jump into <laughs> a black hole. You could do it, but should you do it? What would happen? Okay. Um, a very fun word for what would happen, in fact. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited. It's, it's called... Is it Greek? Hold on. <laughs> it's not Greek. Oh. It's actually Italian. Okay. It's spaghettification. Spaghettification. <laughs> I've heard of this word. You've heard of this word, huh? Okay. Yeah. It's been coined. That's the word they use, right? Or the noodle effect. The noodle. Right? <laughs> spaghettification is so, way better. So spaghettification, <laughs> yeah. All right. So you mentioned... Uh, you talked about gravity at the beginning and, and how it's, um, it's a function of the masses... And the distance between those masses. Right. Okay. On Earth, not a big difference between the gravity at your feet and your head when mm. you're standing up. Okay. There is a theoretical difference, though. Right. Okay. Around the black hole, when you're in, you're falling towards the black hole, near the black hole, depending on the black hole, uh, the difference in gravity at your feet and your head, the difference at the uh, the pull, is different. Yeah. The strain. Yeah. Will feel a lot like a nice, comfortable stretch oh, at okay. first. You know, your head's being pulled up and your feet are being pulled down. All right. <laughs> so it's a nice little stretch at first. Right. And also your shoulders are, you know, being hugged. 
inwards, okay. right? Right, because there's, there's a focal point. So yeah, it's all yeah, kind yeah. of squishing. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. go on. Hard without a, a board, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You said it, you said it. There's yeah. a focal point, so we're, you're all, you're attracted to the center of the black hole, so right. are your shoulders, so they're it's being like pushed triangles. inwards. Yeah, yeah, triangle. As you get closer, that, that force becomes strong enough that it becomes really uncomfortable, <laughs> and you eventually split at the waist, and then you split into four, you split into eight, until you're a nice, neat string of uh, stream of uh, little molecules cool. fa- uh, falling into the black holes and hence the uh, spaghettification. You become this spaghetti noodle. Huh. <laughs> and you you right. go back to your DNA self. Right? So and odd. An odd, uh, yeah, but um, stronger if the black hole is actually smaller. And it has oh, to do with the, the radius of the black hole. So if it's a supermassive oh, one. Oh, I see. I see what yeah? you're saying. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So I guess that, uh, that pretty much that sums up our, our interstellar I show. think, yeah, I uh, think we've covered... A pretty large basis there. Yeah. Most questions. I want to give a big thank you for coming out here. Francis. Francis. It's a pleasure. You are a miracle. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, we found a physicist. No, I'm serious. You're a miracle. You're a physicist who can explain things to us. Yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't think we would find one of you. No, we really didn't. Well, I'm touched by the pizza clock, you know. I think thank this, you. this could be something, you know. It you took make me a, hours to think of that up. Like yeah. a pizza shop or a movie or something. Yeah. You appreciate it. No one else will. So a big thank you to Francis. A big thank you to CHUO for thank letting us you use our so lovely much. facilities. Yeah. Uh, and you can follow us. You can find us. Uh, we do have a Twitter on, on the Facebook on, and uh, the no, we don't have the Facebook. We don't we have, have the, the Twitter. Oh, uh, the Twitter's even better. Uh, so you can find us at at curiosity underscore pod. Okay. Uh, we're gonna try and put up a couple pictures of the Einstein's cross. Yeah. Uh, maybe some black holes. Maybe a sp- uh, spaghettification. Pizza clock. Spaghetti. No, we're just gonna put spaghetti on there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and for those people that are not so cool and don't have Twitter, we do have uh, Gmail as well. Right. So it's curiosity.pod at gmail.com. Send us your comments, thoughts, ideas. A- ideas, because yeah. we now have a physicist. Yeah. Uh, and if you maybe you know, if you have uh, questions on, on Interstellar, maybe we can get Francis back at some point and answer your questions. Who knows? We and, can try. And mm-hmm. you know, we, we try our best to, to get everything right, but sometimes we get it wrong. Yeah. Uh, and you control us. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Just follow us and troll us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thanks a lot Thank and you so much. Uh, have a lovely day. Ciao.